When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? What's insufferable? Two and on. We'll get to you in a few minutes. <laughs> it is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I can't believe you got two and I before you got the name of the show out today. Absolutely. I I can't believe you did it. Let me tell you something. I've been itching for about 16 hours to let you hear from me on this one because I got a lot to say. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. We are fired up for a jam-packed show of NFL football today. There's even some baseball stories breaking, but the biggest stories right now involve quarterbacks and injuries in the NFL. Jimmy G, out for the year. Lamar Jackson, we just got the very latest from John Harbaugh a few moments ago. He, um, uh, he's been through the MRIs, and uh, I would say it's kind of week to week. You know, it's going to be a weekly thing. So uh, as the week goes on, we'll see for this week. It's probably less likely for this week, but it's not impossible. Um, and then after that, it'll become more and more likely. Sounds like two is going to play this coming week, too. But, Canty, overall, it is a crushing blow for the 49ers. It is a major, major concern for the Ravens. And when you're talking about two teams that we legitimately believed had chances to get to the Super Bowl, I have to wonder if those chances have completely gone out the window for both with what happened yesterday. Well, I would say no to both teams' chances of competing for a championship being out of the window. Although I thought Baltimore looked a little bit skittish the last couple of weeks, especially with their defense against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I I don't think their chances are completely gone because Lamar Jackson's going to be back. Now, if you listen to the tone from John Harbaugh, it sounds like, this is not only going to be an issue this week, but it's going to be an issue next week when they're on the road against the Cleveland Browns as well. So the next up- upcoming opponents for Baltimore, they're on the road at Pittsburgh, then they're on the road against the Cleveland Browns. Now, both teams have a losing record, but both teams seem like they're kind of coming on right now. And so I would look at it from the standpoint that Baltimore has a tough challenge the next couple of weeks without Lamar, but it's not a situation where they can't, compete and they can't win in those ball games especially with an experienced backup like Tyler Huntley Carlin Huntley started four games for the Baltimore Ravens last year now granted they went one and three in those games but they were still a competitive team and he has a lot of the same skill sets that Lamar does so you don't have to change your offense if you're Greg Roman you don't have to change how you're calling the game so I still think it's out there in front of the Baltimore Ravens but to me this makes them feel much more like a wild card team seeing where they're at knowing that they're going to be without Lamar for a couple of games versus what the Cincinnati Bengals are doing. Look, with the Bengals right now, I think in this injury, even if he misses, let's just say, two weeks, yeah, um, I, I think it really does a number on them because, as I said last week, I'm out on them given what's happened with them from their defensive standpoint 
uh, over the last several weeks. And frankly, whatever happened yesterday, <laughs> I mean, they have, the, the Denver Broncos have put up 45 points since Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's now December. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to treat anything that a team does defensively against the Denver Broncos right now as impressive. Now, that aside, my problem is this. The reason I would have continued to believe in the Ravens would be Lamar and his ability to impact the game at the same level. I don't know what he's going to look like when he gets back. Mm -hmm. Is he as electric a player as he is used to being when he gets back? Um, He may be mobile, but is he as mobile? Is he doing all those little things, or is it kind of at the Tyler Huntley level? I like Tyler Huntley as a backup. You're right. It's a good spot to be in, but he does not... um, come across as somebody that is going to make up for all of the other problems my football team might have. He's not that deodorant, if you will, for for what really ails my team, whereas Lamar Jackson at his best is that. Yeah, but I mean, again, struggling offenses, this Baltimore Ravens defense has done a number on them. Like, though the Jacksonville Jaguars game aside, Denver Broncos, struggling offense. They held them to nine points yesterday. Carolina Panthers, struggling offense, held them to three points. Month ago, the New Orleans Saints, struggling offense, held them to 13 points. I'm not worried about the Ravens' defense against inferior offenses, and that's what they have on deck for the next couple of weeks. Did you see Deshaun Watson against the Houston Texans yesterday? Yeah. It was awful. It looked terrible. Had it not been for special teams and defense, they would have lost to a one-win team. Uh, You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Although it seems like Kenny Pickett is rounding into form, I wouldn't call them an offensive juggernaut. No. So those games are going to be closely contested, and I trust Tyler Huntley in that spot. So that's why I'm saying it's not it's not impossible for the Baltimore Ravens to stay in contention with the division. I just think they're going to be a wild card because the Cincinnati Bengals are playing that good. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, and the, then there's the 49ers. Now, it was nice to see Brock Purdy do what he did yesterday. Brock Purdy was pretty damn good. He was Purdy. Pretty damn good. Yeah. I, how quick are we going to get tired of that joke? No, I, I not, don't think for a while. If he plays the way he did yeah. in the second half, we're not going to get tired of it anytime soon. I, he, I thought he was excellent. And He's outstanding. Listen, and he was dealing with a lot of pressure. And there were times where he looked every bit the rookie quarterback as he's throwing it around a little bit. That's fine. They have an elite defense. They have an elite defensive group and all he has to do is not screw it up in a big way and not pin that defense back uh in their own territory and give the other team the football at the 30 yard line if he does not do that the 49ers with the way they are constituted offensively chris it does not matter who the running back is it doesn't and i'll give you the quarterback no 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 i mean the running back and i'll tell you why in a second mccaffrey i'll get to in a second because thank god they got him but in terms of when, when they want to run the football, Chris, I mean, this is like the old Denver Broncos when they used to be able to put different running backs back there because of the way that that Shanahan system is. You can have somebody, if they have a couple of certain skills, go back there and fill in. And we saw that with uh, the kid's name I can't Jordan remember. Mason. Thank you. Yeah. The guy, I, I'm, I'll just flat out tell you. I don't even remember him before yesterday. I don't even remember the name. But the one thing I was thinking watching that was, thank God they went and got Christian McCaffrey, not just because of running the football, but more importantly, because of everything that he can do. And he 
can be Brock Purdy's best friend here moving forward. There's no question about it, but then you also have the option of utilizing Debo Samuel, who came in yep. for some big-time runs in the second half as well, Carlin. I mean, he had one run, was, was lost four yards, and Carlin, it might have been the most magnificent run yeah. on a four-yard four four loss on that him? you've ever seen. Yeah, four guys four, closed and on he split, And he split him. It was unbelievable. Yep. I mean, had Landon Roberts not been there, that would have got out the gate for a touchdown. Yep. That's how phenomenal it was. If you haven't seen that run, oh. please do yourself a favor and go back and look a- at as it. As I said at the time, I think it was Joe Davis who was doing the game. He said, the best negative five-yard run you'll ever see in your life. No question about it. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's how good it was. But, I mean, you're right. They have a lot of different guys that can do special things with the football in the run game. We didn't even mention Kyle Juszczyk or Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Both of those guys have gotten involved in the run game, too. Ayuk, Ayuk on jet sweeps and, and, and of course, Juszczyk with the fullback belly plays. But, I mean... This is a dynamic offense, and all they need the quarterback to do is to play point guard. And yesterday, Brock Purdy showed it, showed us that the moment's not going to be too big for him. This guy can go out there and play point guard. There was a couple of throws in there, Carlin, that were just big time. There was one he was staring down the gun barrel, delivered a perfect strike to George Kittle as he's getting killed. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable, the throw that he made. And, and those are the plays that you need your quarterback to make if you're going to have a, a successful offense if you're going to be able to put together drives and, most importantly, sustain drives. So that's what you're looking for from Brock Purdy. And I think as he gets more games under his belt, you'll continue to see more confidence develop in him. It's clear that the rest of the team believes that they're good enough to overcome the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo. All you got to do is listen to what they were saying in the postgame press conference. George Kittle was out front and center and saying, yeah, we have confidence. We have the best defensive football. We have a really good offense. We'll be able to support Brock Purdy and, and get to where we want to go. They they believe in themselves. Yep. So I, I think that is a powerful thing. And when you look at the landscape of the NFC, they're one of the three teams that you think can make a run to the Super Bowl. Chris, there's one thing I don't want to say. Do not, I don't care in any capacity, do not bring Baker Mayfield in there. In case you missed it, Breaker Mayfield got uh, cut loose this morning by the Carolina Panthers. And, look, he is at a point where his – it may not matter, right? Mm-hmm. It may not matter. I'm not saying he's going to come in there and screw up the dynamic of it. But, like, why do I need to do that when the possible reward of what he is is not very much? You know, I, he's going to come in, he's going to be a backup quarterback, and then if I ever, God forbid, have to go to him – like, right now I feel better about Brock Purdy based off of the one game that I ever would about Baker Mayfield moving forward. No, I mean, me too. I mean, I absolutely feel better yeah. about Brock Purdy. Plus, he knows the system. To come in and learn a brand-new system in the middle of the season, that's not going to be easy to do. Carlin, I will say this. You have to have a quality backup quarterback. Yes. You you do. And that's also why I don't sign Baker Mayfield. Well, <laughs> Fair point. But, I mean, right now, do, do you feel good about the backup quarterback situation in San Francisco? No. No, I don't. Who's but their, ba- don't who's their backup? backup? Josh Johnson? Who's their backup? Uh, isn't it uh, the kid from Washington State uh, or from Washington? Um, Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason is their backup? Yeah. Okay, I don't feel good about either one of those options. Do I feel better about Baker Mayfield? <sighs> I don't. A- at least Baker Mayfield has started and won a playoff game. So there is that. Mm-hmm. So maybe that has some value for Kyle Shanahan to bring him in as a backup, as another set of eyes for your young quarterback, kind of tell him what he's seeing on the sideline. Maybe that helps. Listen, Baker Mayfield ain't got many options, right? 
he's got to come in and show that he can be a good teammate at this point because he's going to be relegated to backup status. I don't think it's the worst move in the world, but I don't think that is going to change what I think this team's trajectory is. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Tua, yeah, we'll get into that in 30 seconds. Guys, first of all, though, if you are suffering from hair loss and worried about your hair, you've got to check out Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts. The sooner you take action, the more options you'll have for keeping and restoring your hair. Bosley has both surgical and non-surgical solutions to help you keep your hair and grow thicker, fuller hair where you need it most. Right now, Bosley is giving away a free information kit and $250 gift card toward a procedure. Just text CARLIN to 203203. You don't want to wait when it comes to hair loss. Just get the information. Learn what you can be doing right now to keep or grow your hair. People trust Bosley. They are truly the leaders in hair restoration. They have the most experience restoring hair and experience matters. So what are you waiting for? Get your free Bosley info kit and a $250 off gift card when you text CARLIN to 203203. That's C-A-R-L-I-N to 203203 and get your hair back with Bosley. When you're playing in a group like that, that's playing at such a high level, you can't can't miss opportunities. Tua has gotten to the stage of his career where we don't have to judge him game to game. But you know what, Jeff? That's what we're going to do. That was Jeff Darlington with us the other day right here on ESPN Radio. It's Canty and Carlin. Chris. Yo. Last week we talked about the fact that this was the the biggest measuring stick for where Tua is in his career. And I understand that he did not have his two starting tackles out there. And this was a game where if he played well, I would start to believe in the hype around Tua Tungavailoa. After watching the game yesterday, and it's just one game, but after watching it yesterday, you people can have him. All right? <laughs> because me... Me, I'm interested in winning mm. a championship. Mm-hmm. Tua Tungavailoa is not winning a championship. Here's what I don't understand about Tua non-believers that make excuses about him being down and starting tackles. The other team was down to their third-string quarterback, and you can't find a way to win that game? Check that, Carlin. You can't find a way to score more than 17 points? How is that even possible? I don't understand it. That That's the part that I don't get. And you talk about the offensive line not necessarily being what it was in the weeks prior. Carlin, after he completed that 75-yard pass to Trent Sherfield, and really it was more like a 65-yard catch and run by Trent Sherfield, Tua threw five consecutive incompletions. He started one for six. And Carlin, all of those receivers were open. Yeah. they They were just ducks that he was throwing up there. I mean, absolute ducks. And don't give me the one about Fred Warner tipping the ball because Fred Warner should have had a chance to make a play on the ball to Jaden Waddle. He shouldn't have. Or I think it was Trent Sherfield in that case. But you understand what I'm saying. He shouldn't have had a chance. Like, like Tua was the reason why the Dolphins got out to a slow start. The pass protection was fine. I'm sitting here going back through and looking at all the throws. The pass protection early on was fine. It wasn't until late in the game where you started to realize that the Dolphins 
had to drop back and throw the football rather than have any balance, that's when the 49ers' pass rush started to heat up. That's when we saw Nick Bosa start to affect the game. But in that first half, Carlin, that was all on Tua. That was his opportunity to show that he had arrived as a true franchise quarterback in a marquee matchup. Outside of the Bengals-Chiefs game, that was the game yesterday, Niners-Dolphins, that everybody wanted to see. And he came up small, especially early on. That's unacceptable. I'm sorry, for the guy that led the league in QBR through Week 12, you're supposed to play better than what he showed, especially with your offense being down both starting tackles. Yeah. You still had Jalen Waddle, You still had Tyreek Hill. You had your full complement of weapons. I don't want to hear the excuses. If you have to have everything be perfect in order to have success, that ain't a franchise quarterback, period. What do you think is going to happen when they give him a contract extension? All of the pieces on that offense, they're going to ultimately lose some of them. And he's going to have to help you overcome that. He's going to have to be a force multiplier. The guy I saw yesterday doesn't have the ability to do that. No. The guy I saw yesterday relies on other guys to multiply his forces. Exactly. That's exactly what's going on there. And if you think the two is the guy, I would urge you to go back and look at some of those throws early and just how bad they were and how bad the throw was later to Tyreek Hill that was a yard and a half behind him that led to another interception. I would urge you to go look at the ones that are thrown in the dirt and how uncomfortable he looked in so many spots where there was not pressure coming. Chris, he was hit five times in the game. Five times in the entire game. Joey Bosa had a great game, that's fine, but it wasn't like Joey Bosa was in his face every last second. No, He wasn't. This is how I can judge it off of one game. When I look at the rest of what the competition has been, it's easy for me to sit here and tell you that when he faces a good team, he's dead in the water because that's exactly what it was yesterday. Tua did not give you an opportunity to win that game. If I needed a quarterback to just go out and not screw it up and let everybody else make me better, I could take half the quarterbacks in the league. For all you guys, like the, the Tua MVP conversation, is over. Just it's, it's over. it should have never started. It's over now, it, it, It's long over now. That was dead in the first quarter to me yesterday. And then, as I'm watching this unfold, it's okay to admire a guy's grit, which I do. I admire the grit that he has shown this year. Do you? I, well, with what he went through with the concussion stuff, yes, I do. Okay. I absolutely do. Okay. I think he's been mentally tough to a degree because there have been a lot of people on him. But it doesn't mean it's taking anything away from the fact that the guy is someone who has made the most of his opportunities so far. Mm-hmm. But he's never going to make the opportunity more. He's never going to take a team on his back and go win games. I you want me to name starters? I'll tell you, I can name starters, and I think the Dolphins' record would be exactly the same. Well, I, I think if it was Daniel Jones, I think if it was you know Kyler wow. Murray and wow. Marcus Mariota and, and Matthew Stafford and Andy Dalton and Matt Jones, I, I think the Dolphins' record would be no different than it is right now because you lost Teddy Bridgewater. That's why you think, that's why you think Tua is just so good is that your backup is a rookie in Skylar Thompson. Honestly, I just, just stop. Carlin, I want to take this time to apologize to the people for me leading them astray. 
in saying that the Miami Dolphins were the team to beat in the AFC East. Oh, let's get to their defense, which I, 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 I couldn't be more wrong. Stinks. I couldn't have been more wrong <laughs> this last week when I made that statement. So I just want to apologize to all our listeners out there for listening to that nonsense that I was spewing last week about the Miami Dolphins. That Dolphin tour propaganda that I was trying to sell you, I was absolutely wrong. And yesterday was case in point as to why the Buffalo Bills will be AFC East champs. I might, I, I might put Carson Wentz in that situation and think he you're could. taking it. All too right, far. you're now taking it a little too far. Too, you're, right. you're taking it too far. All right, listen, we're just getting rolling. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we want you to be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr Pepper call in line. Call us at eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Two and on, please, please. I, I'm begging you today. Please I'm call. Please call you. us. Please. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Up next, why Canty thinks that G- Jimmy G's injury puts all the pressure on a different NFC team. We're going to tell you who it is and what it means next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I said that like four minutes ago, and they turned that around. Look at that. They're, I guess they're, you know. Oh, the guys behind the glass are hustling, Carlin. They know what they're doing. They, they're, yeah. pretty, they're pretty damn good, too. <laughs> it's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We will do that right now with Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, who joins us. Uh, Mike, let's start with the 49ers. 
how much of a hit did their Super Bowl chances take yesterday with the Jimmy G loss? Oh, it's catastrophic. I mean, you went from a guy that, you know, was playing at a really high level. You know, a lot of people thought they should be the odds-on favorite to go to the Super Bowl. And now it's Brock Purdy and taking nothing away from a guy that played, in my opinion, pretty good football yesterday. Um, Look, there's a massive reason why someone goes from being, you know, a frontline NFL quarterback to the player that was the last pick in the draft. And Brock Purdy may develop into a good player one day, but most of the time it does not happen overnight. Yeah, Mike, and there's a reason why we don't see rookies take teams to the Super Bowl. Like, it just, it's, it's, it's one of those things where the degree of difficulty and the lack of experience ultimately catches up to you against the best teams in your conference. And speaking of teams in your conference, I thought San Francisco was going to be one of the tougher outs in the NFC playoff picture, the Philadelphia Eagles as well. But, Mike, I, I look at this situation, this most recent development with the Jimmy Garoppolo injury, and can't help but think, This is a prime opportunity for Dak and the Dallas Cowboys to get to a Super Bowl. According to our FPI at ESPN, they have the best chance of any team in this conference to go to the Super Bowl, and I believe they have the best chance of any team in the NFL to reach the Super Bowl. So from your perspective, what kind of pressure does this recent development with the Niners put on Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, actually, let's take it a step further. I think the big winner in terms of the Jimmy Garoppolo injury is uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s agent, and here's why. They have one less person, one less team to compete with, and to me it's Philadelphia or Dallas, Chris, and go get Odell Beckham. Give yourself every single reason you could go win. They scored 199 points in the last five games. They're very efficient on offense, but you're all in. You cannot let OBJ leave the building. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider with us. Mike, uh, how about Lamar Jackson's injury? And just from the standpoint of their one of their biggest concerns for the long term being able to keep him healthy with his style of play, did the injury yesterday have any impact on what the negotiations could look like? Yeah, I mean, now, like Chris, you just opened the door for me to give a shameless plug to my Twitter account because if you're following me at Real Tannenbaum on Twitter. Last night, I put out all the injuries that happened to the quarterbacks this year. And when you look at it from Josh Allen to Tua, Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Dak Prescott, on and on and on, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields, Jameis Winston, injuries are happening at that position at a higher rate than we've seen in a long time. So I think if it's Lamar Jackson or anybody else as a team, you got to know that this is going to happen. And you, you, it's the cost of doing business. He plays quarterback. It's going to happen. And to me, if I'm Baltimore, I don't think his value has ever been higher because you have very few weapons when Devin Duvernay is your second-leading receiver. You know, not all injuries are the same. And I think when they lost um, Rashad Bateman, they lost a lot. So to me, this doesn't impact one iota Lamar Jackson's value to the Ravens. Mike T., we just saw the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Kansas City Chiefs for a third time in the last 12 months. But they've also beat the Tennessee Titans. We saw that two weeks ago. They've got a date with the Buffalo Bills on their schedule remaining. They also have another game against the Baltimore Ravens. Are we going to look up on January 8th with the Cincinnati Bengals or as the number one seed in the AFC? Yeah, Chris, you'll appreciate this as a former player. How about this stat? Yesterday, Joe Burrow completed 79% of his passes to wide receivers. That's a great day at practice. 
That is a phenomenal day in any situation. And to do it in an NFL game against a good defense like Kansas City's, they are going to be hard to beat. And here's why. Where you can take away option one or two, and you still have a guy like Hayden Hurst or Joe Mixon or Tyler Boyd, that's really difficult for a defense to really take care of all those players. So, um, look, they've already beaten Kansas City now three times in a row, so I may give them the edge over Kansas City, but I'm assuming that Buffalo is going to be relatively healthy, and I'm going to go with the Bills from the AFC. Wow. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Mike, you uh, had the call on the Giants-Commanders yesterday. Um, when you watched that game unfold, what – how did it impact your vision of both teams and their chances now uh, toward making the postseason? Well, first of all, like I told the ESPN radio honchos that expect no production out of Steve Levy for the foreseeable future. That guy had to go for five quarters. And from a load management standpoint, I mean, I was just carrying Levy there for like the last eight to ten minutes. I mean, wow. I'm really, you know, there he had nothing left in the tank. So... <laughs> Now, now, in full disclosure, I'm as soft as they come because I live in Florida now, and I wanted to close the windows. You know, it was adverse conditions. It was 45 degrees, so he's tired. I'm cold. It wasn't exactly, you know, the dynamic duo calling the oh game. Oh, my goodness, With Mike, that said, I, come on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think the schedule favors the commanders, and here's why. Look, the tie, obviously, it is what it is, but the Giants have a tough game. They got the Eagles this week. The commanders are off. So they're going to get Chase Young back, who was you know, the number one pick a couple of years ago with a really good defensive line. So while the Giants have another huge game, the commanders get some time off. So I actually think you know, if you're the commanders, you tie on the road and you win at home. And I, I think these next couple of weeks are going to be really challenging for the Giants. Mike, is Mike White's performance in Minnesota yesterday a positive development or a negative development for the Jets' playoff hopes? Boy, yeah, that's a great question. You really can look at it both ways. I mean, but at the end of the day, the object of the exercise is you got to win. And you can put up a lot of yards. doesn't matter if you can't win, Chris. And, um, you know, Minnesota's had a weird year. I, how many games have they had where they Nine had and these crazy games. Yeah, it, it's, it's remarkable. Um, I'm encouraged by Mike White, but, you know, there was a couple of plays where he could either run it um, got rid of the ball a little bit faster. And, again, that's going to come with experience. So I'm encouraged long-term, but obviously they may fall short this year. Mike, listen, take the rest of the day off. You obviously need it. <laughs> After a rough one yesterday, I'm you gassed. have earned it. <laughs> I mean, and then, and then the trip all the way from MetLife to the seaport. I mean, really. Like, oh, my God. Who, who, How do you do it? <laughs> How do you do it, Mike? <laughs> Mike Tannenbaum, thanks, brother. All right. Thanks, guys. Canty, up next. The team that nobody, nobody wants to see in January. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Dan Horton. 
in Cincinnati. And Dave Lapham on 1530 ESPN. Bengals, uh, I mean, frankly, they are the Chiefs' daddy. That's what it boils down to (laughs) right now. They They absolutely own the Kansas City Chiefs. It's true. They absolutely own them right now. And that is the third consecutive time they have beaten them. And you can't tell me that that is not going to be a factor here moving forward, that that does not enter into the mind of the Chiefs, even though these three games, all three, have been exceptionally tight in the last 13 months. I still look at it and think that they're in a position right now where when they see that other team on the on the other sideline, they got to think, how are we not going to win this game? Yeah, but here's the thing, Carlin. We're talking about the Bengals being down four going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. And, and they found a way to be able to, to close the gap. No, excuse me. They were down seven going into the fourth quarter, kicked the field goal early fourth quarter. They're down four. Kansas City gets the ball back. They forced a fumble on Travis Kelsey and then ultimately go down on a 10-play drive and score a touchdown. To me, that's the difference in the game. See, that's Being able to make yeah. that little play in the fourth quarter and then get it and well, then go on a 10-play drive that takes up five minutes of game clock, that to me was one of those swings in momentum that was nearly insurmountable for the road team in the Kansas City well, Chiefs. Well, those, kind of, those are two plays in the fourth quarter. That one uh, and the play that uh, they made of the sack of Mahomes at the end uh, on third down that made them go for a 55-yard field goal that was Osai. Mm-hmm. And, Chris, those are the two kind of plays that if I were the Chiefs would have me thinking, wait, like, we just cannot beat this team. Yeah. Travis Kelsey fumbling the football? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't that never happen. Ha- that never happens. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. The Chiefs' defense wasn't bad in the red zone. The Chiefs' defense held on the field goals, Carl. The Chiefs' defense was three – I mean, the Chiefs' defense was, what, they held the Bengals to three of seven in the red zone? Mm. That's pretty good situational defense. Yep. Like th- th- that's what you're asking your defense to do, bend but don't break against an outfit like the Cincinnati Bengals. Say what you want, even though they didn't have Jay- Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan is playing outstanding football for the Bengals. Then you added Jamar Chase to the mix. You got Hayden Hurst. Tyler Boyd made some huge plays, although he did have one big drop. I don't know how you dropped the wide open one, right, oh for the touchdown. Goodness. I mean, it doesn't get any worse than that. But, I mean, you've got so many playmakers for the Bengals. To hold that team to 3-7 of seven in the red zone, you would count that as a win. If you told me going into this game that the Chiefs' defense would hold the Bengals' offense to 3-7 of seven in the red zone, I would say that that's probably going to end up being a Kansas City Chiefs win. But say what you want. Lou Anarumo has the secret sauce when it comes to slowing down Pat Mahomes and that Chiefs' offense. And, and they just... I don't know what it is, Colin, but late in the second half of games, they shut off the faucet, and yesterday Kansas City didn't score a point in the fourth quarter. Well, Chris, I think you just used an interesting word in describing what it is, slowing them down. Like, it's not trying to shut the door on them completely, but it's making them be very deliberate and go down the field to try to beat you. It is not giving up the big plays. And this year, if we have seen one thing about the Chiefs, and when you want to talk about Tyreek Hill, they do not throw the football down the field anywhere near as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also think that plays into the Bengals a little bit. To your point, though, in the fourth quarter, Carlin, four completions for Pat Mahomes, none of them to wide receivers. None of them. Yeah. One completion to Jarrett McKinnon, three completions to Travis Kelsey. I'll tell you what else, too. What What's very clear is that Jamar Chase just owns them. Yeah. <laughs> He just yeah. seven for ninety-seven yesterday. Yeah, you remember week seventeen last year? 
Yep. 11 for 266. And he had a quiet, quiet uh, championship game with only five catches. I mean, Chris, I think when he is at his best and healthy, he's better than Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Just from the standpoint of making the explosive play at any moment. Yeah, and I think another thing that we have to bring up, Carlin, is how well this offensive line is playing in pass protection now. I'm glad you did. I, 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 I get just, they only gave up one sack yesterday, and and the week before to Tennessee as well. Yeah, and here's the stat for you. Remember how bad it was in the beginning of the year? It was awful. What did they give up? Eight sacks, nine sacks to Pittsburgh. Something yeah. ridiculous yeah. in week one. Last seven weeks where they have won six out of seven. The guys from ESPN Stats and Info gave this to me earlier. Their pressure rate on the offensive line is only at 23%, which is fifth best in the league right now. Mm-hmm. So that group is doing a much, much better job of protecting Joe Burrow. Yeah, and here's the thing. We're not talking about three-step drops with this. We're talking about Joe Burrow averaging nine yards, over nine yards per attempt. Mm-hmm. So, Carlin, these are deeper pass patterns, and your offensive line is giving your quarterback time to be able to go through his progression and deliver the football with accuracy. That's how you have a performance from Joe Burrow where he's 25 or 31. And and let's also call it what it is. Burrow in these games has been slightly better than Mahomes. He's been slightly better than Mahomes. I'm not saying he's outclassed him completely because they have still put up their points, but Burrow head head to head the last three with Mahomes. Burrow has been a little bit better than the best in the game. Weekdays on ESPN Radio.